Hello and welcome to the Growth Workshop podcast with your hosts, me, Matt Best and Johnny Adams. In this podcast, we'll be sharing insights from our combined 30 plus years experience and hearing from other industry leaders to get their thoughts and perspectives on what growth looks like in modern business. We'll cover all aspects of leadership, sales, account development and customer success alongside other critical elements required to build an effective growth engine for your business. This podcast is aimed at leaders from exec all the way down to line managers. In today's session, we'll be looking at middle management. Is it your best asset or a waste of resource? And as middle managers, how can you navigate this difficult space and be successful in your own career progression? Johnny, great to see you as always. What for you are the important factors as individual contributors prepare for a career in middle management? A very good morning to you, Matt. Thanks for a great question. If we're looking from an individual contributor's seat, I think it's important to reflect on what are the aims and the goals and what are the outcomes potentially as they gravitate towards that particular role. As human beings, we probably have a higher purpose in life than just coming to work every single day. I don't know about you, but rolling out of bed early in the morning to go to work isn't really what I'm here to do every single day of my life. I enjoy other things in life, holidays, my home, family, etc. And therefore, if we're looking at building a pathway for individual contributors to move into middle management, the important factors may necessarily not be around that career trajectory. It could be in and around that higher purpose. What is it that they're looking to achieve as individuals that will enable them to get there? And one of my own mentors, Matt, who's been coaching me for a, a number of years, talked a little bit around what, what is your 10-year plan? When you think about a 10-year plan, I just left with silence because I wasn't aware of what that potential goal is. So having that plan or that goal in sight or set may give an individual contributor an idea around what are those important factors to help them move from individual contributor role to middle management. What's your perspective? It's definitely an important consideration. And I think it comes back to having all of the information at hand, putting ourselves in the shoes of those mentors and those leaders, how we can make it really clear to those individual contributors what will change in their world, what's going to be expected of them and what competencies that we'd be looking for from them in those roles. You touch upon an important point there because you think about a leader that sits in a position thinking, gosh, how am I going to hit target? The team are underperforming. I don't have enough bandwidth. Okay, I'll go and recruit a middle management layer because they can do it or they can pick up the grunt. So there's that element that the business or the existing leadership need to be able to create some of the pathway for them. If we have a look at those important factors, the business must put a decent onboarding approach or be able to be aware of what are the capabilities before they start to open up those job roles. Because yesterday we debated this with a client. On one hand, one of the leaders was was comfortable giving people the opportunity to prove their worth over a period of time, where the other leader was saying, no, make a decision up front. I think that's a really great point, Johnny. And consistency is key, which I think is what you're getting at there, is what is the business telling that layer, essentially, that middle management group? But I think also it's about being really plain about what's expected and helping them understand what it is. Again, I've been in situations before with leaders who look at leadership and say, yeah, you just now have to manage that team. And it can be quite hard for someone who's never done that before to really work out what that is. The first thing they're going to do is look to the people who have led them in the past and be led by example to a degree. You've got to work out whether you've got an effective senior leadership team as well when it comes to those those core kind of leadership principles. 
The other aspect for those people moving into those middle management roles is, again, going back to, okay, what really is expected of me? Down to, we, Johnny, you and I talk to clients all the time about this around you, the appropriate cadence for one-to-ones and team meetings, what you should be discussing in those one-to-ones and team meetings, what coaching framework you're going to adopt for yourself and your team as a business. What's your manager's creed? I've just shared a whole bunch of things there, but there's a lot of that structure that I think is really critical and a hugely important factor for an individual contributor moving into that role alongside the direct support they're getting from their leader, their direct leader as well. Consolidating what we've spoken about so far, if you're looking to explore an opportunity in middle management, one of the key factors is go and speak to HR, go and speak to your existing leadership team, go and speak to if there's other middle managers in that position and ask them, what are the measurements that you've that you've got against you? Because everyone is hired for a reason, everyone is fired for a reason, and everyone is measured uh, against something. So that factor of measurement and understanding what they're able to achieve. But you also talk about, is the business in the right position to harness your excitement, enthusiasm, and potential current raw capability to be a middle manager. And I think that's important that those are some of the factors that you're exploring as an individual contributor if you're looking towards that next journey. If we transition there, maybe, Johnny, to put ourselves in the shoes of a business owner or exec or senior leadership, for you, is the the right stage to start thinking about adding a middle management layer into your business? When we're thinking about that, we could probably put multiple hats on. So if we look at it through the revenue growth arena, which is what we're all about, Matt, you and I, we want to be thinking about what is the current state of our organization? Where is our trajectory over the next one or two years? So if we want to grow from 50 million to 60 million, there are a couple of levers that we could pull. And how productive is your team at the moment? Now, I would go back to some effective research that suggests if you have competent and capable leaders that coach well in that middle management area, you're likely to see greater quota attainment and you're likely to see extra or even more upside in terms of your revenue growth. So there's an upside there. That might be one of the next levers that you pull to enable better productivity in the organization if you're a business owner or leader. Now that's that part. The second part I'd share briefly before hearing your thoughts would be, let's think about retention and attraction. Most of us in millennial world, you're a millennial, aren't you, Matt? Just check. Just about, I think. On the cusp. Category. (laughs) (laughs) On the cusp. So being millennials, it's not all about sticking in an organization for the next 40 years and sitting through that, oh, I'll wait until that person retires. Actually, what people are able to do is be agile across different organizations and options. So if you want to create an organization as a destination of choice, then having a middle management career path might be a great way to attract some really good raw talent and give that opportunity for them to develop, to retain and attract wicked talent moving forward. So there's a couple of reasons why business leaders and owners. From your experience in industry, Matt, well, what's been your case? You've worked in one of the largest software organizations in, in the UK and the world. So one of the one of the things that I've seen definitely not work is where middle managers are just doing a job that could be largely automated in their capacity and aren't adding significant value to the team that they're supposed to be supporting. But on the contrary, 
I've seen really effective middle managers who have the support of the wider business in terms of automating some of those, some of the reporting tasks and actually are allowed to focus and are equipped with the skills and the tools to be effective leaders to really get the most out of the team. And I think that's what I often see. And actually what I read in industry material as well is, oh, middle management, who needs middle management? Actually, if you've got a a senior leader whose responsibility is largely upwards and not and they're not looking down all that often but they've got a lot of individual contributors reporting into them then you ask yourself what support are they getting they might set up a mentoring structure or something like that but i think there is a place a really solid place for middle management to help support those individuals in that individual contributor layer to get the very most out of them and therefore help you in developing growing your team but also to your second point there johnny around creating an organization and a business that people want to come and work for or want to stay working for is a lot about the support that people get the individual contributors are getting in their roles things that we talk about with clients all the time around recognition and them praise and if you've got a senior leader who spends most of their time in board meetings and none of their time with their team then their team aren't feeling that support what, what types of things would you recommend a leader or a business to automate to enable the capacity for a middle manager to do what they should be doing, which is leading and coaching and seeing that productivity improve. You've got examples, I'm sure, from your experiences. I think it goes back to reporting. Like we say, you can't manage what you can't measure. And so every business is looking at how do we measure performance? So we might be, if we take the, if we take a sort of account management team or a customer success team, there are various measures, metrics, reports, information that you're going to track about your existing customers. The same in a sales team where you're looking at pipeline, you're looking at velocity all of those sorts of metrics. So often I've seen it where it's the role, it's a big part of the role of the middle manager's job to collect up that information, interpret that information, and be able to share that up to the rest of the business. And if those tasks are very admin heavy, if you could automate a lot of that reporting activity so that the middle managers are delivered the information that they need to make calls, make judgments, lead their team effectively, but also have effective conversations up, then you take away some of that distraction. I've worked with middle managers in the past who see their job largely as being in internal review meetings, representing their wider customer base, their wider team, and they spend more time doing that and pulling the reports together than they actually do spend time with customers and with their team. I think that's the right approach to take is the middle management are there to support and develop behaviours and capability aligned towards your strategy and values. And I think we see often that a leadership team or business owner goes, oh God, I'm just knackered from doing all of the rubbish stuff. And actually what I'm going to do there is just put another layer in. Don't do it always, right? Middle management isn't the answer to everything. So looking at spans and layers, uh, a bit of a term there, but ultimately what's your hierarchical structure? There is benefits of having a flat hierarchy, less bureaucracy, easier decision-making. You can get changes and speed through the agility of what strategy you're sharing. So that's absolutely beneficial. So therefore don't put a middle management in. But if you want to make, you know, a larger organization potentially, and you want to drive through those layers to pass on multiple strategies and accountability, it may be helpful to have a higher level of layers. And that middle management can really pioneer some of the tactical stuff you're doing, whilst that then protects the upper layer, if you want to call it that, to think more strategically beyond the business to drive the business forward. So I think that's an important lookout as well for business owners, whether you do or you don't and what particular stage. And actually on that, clearly one of the really important things here, Johnny, is making sure that in that middle management layer, 
that we have effective people, we have um, high-performing managers. What are some of the telltale signs for you and in your experience that you've seen either working with clients or, or running teams yourself of low and high-performing middle managers? Two things, really. So the first would be identifying the approach towards skill and will. So if you think about the classic, the skill will matrix, you've got the four box grid, you've got skill on one side, will on the other, and we can then identify the approach in which these middle back managers are being effective. Ultimately, how are you going to define will? And the way in which we hear often is through the levels of activity. So it's proven that people would like between three to five hours of coaching per month from their leadership. If that's one of the key metrics, then let's analyze the amount of activity a middle manager is doing, for instance, one-to-ones, team meetings, and that might contribute to maybe 40 hours a month, 80 hours a month of activity. Brilliant, right. The will is high because they're achieving those activities. Great sign. If they're doing it, it's a really good indication that they're high performing underneath the will bracket. Performance, defining performance in its simplest form as a lag indicator would be productivity or revenue. Or you can look at it through conversion, the ability to convert anywhere from a lead or an opportunity that might be shared all the way to win-loss. That's a great barometer, but how to measure middle management is that if you were to hold a mirror up in front of you as a middle manager, you don't see yourself, you see your team, right? So mm-hmm. you see your team look back at you and ultimately the performance of your team, whether it's quota attainment, conversion, or another lead indica- lag indicator like that, that will give you a good indication. So that's the first piece around how to assess high and low performance in terms of that using a framework like the skill wheel matrix. I think the other thing is that you'll hear is if you do a bit of 360 analysis. So don't just look at yourself. Don't just look at the middle manager, but go down a level and speak to the individual contributors. Hey, Matt, you're doing a great year. You're performing really well. Just how has Johnny been contributing towards your performance and getting some qualitative analysis and understanding from the horse's mouth? What is the value of this leader? Because time and time again, when you ask people, do they like one-to-ones? Most people go, no, they're rubbish. They're really annoying. Yeah, I'll get micromanaged. Actually, it's probably because they're not as valuable as they could be. They're not getting the impact or the value because most people would be willing to go and do something if there's value and there's a statement in it. It's probably because the individual contributor or the self-professional is not seeing the value in that particular person's high low performers, skill will matrix, and then qualitative 360 analysis. Probably um, add to that, Johnny, talks to your point on 360s, which is the value of sort of skip level meetings and skip level calls can be really effective. If you've got someone of the the senior leadership having those direct conversations with ICs or team leads or the other thing, the other side, if you like, of the middle manager themselves, getting to testing that is the message that they're delivering to that middle management layer, getting through and getting through appropriately and looking beyond some of those, if we think about the measures of performance, looking beyond there are some of those measures directly related to business performance, because it may be that individual has a team that is, is known to be a sort of difficult team, a challenge, a team that's going through transition, a different area of the of the business perhaps that is likely to have varied performance. I think finding ways to measure the performance of a manager themselves against a robust competency framework is really important in terms of how to understand how effective they are. You could look at staff retention, you could look at some of those other metrics. So to add some quantitative data rather to the to the qualitative analysis that you're getting from the 360 reviews. 
And then we talked a little bit at the top around the, some of the important factors as individual contributors prepare for that career move into middle management. And as we both know, there's a lot of change involved in that. What for you are perhaps the reasons that middle managers might fail? We typically find that when looking at middle management recruitment, why it can fail sometimes is we don't set them up for success. It's quite fascinating. And oh, okay, here's a position we'd like you to, we would like you to apply for it. Wink, nudge, nudge. It's a middle management job. Okay, yeah, I apply for it because if I don't, that's going to cause a problem. So I will do it. So I apply for it, get the job. Okay, so you've been a high performer in sales. What would be great is if you just carry on doing what you've done. You're a great person. See you later. Complete neglect, no management, no preparation, no pathway. When we recruit someone outside of the firm or we recruit a sales professional, we've got this 30, 60, 90 day onboarding program. They go and meet everyone. They get included. They get this sort of amazing sort of sense of here's a pathway to success. That's if you do have that. The point being is, how often do we recruit middle management internally or externally and not provide the right onboarding? And that's normally where we see middle management fail. So that's one particular piece. The second piece is that there's something called the valley of despair. And I talk about this a lot within our leadership program. Everyone goes through the valley of despair. Let me just say that. And what that looks like is the classic curve where you're super excited, really looking forward to the job. And Matt, you've been at SBR for a number of years now. When you first started, you would have been super excited. Absolutely right. I'm going to make this the best thing ever. And I recall that time when I started SBR and previous jobs. And all of a sudden you go in this valley and all of a sudden you go down that big dip of going, oh my gosh, I did not know what I didn't know. And is it really like this? And do I have to deal with that complaint and that annoying individual and that person just won't shut up when I'm trying to support them? The point being is that Everyone going through a change of role, middle management, senior management, or a sales professional will go through the valley of despair, which means that their motivation will be challenged throughout a period of time on their onboarding. So please be cognizant and aware of that, because if you're not, and you don't develop your capability, you're more than likely to quit and revert back to type and go, that wasn't for me. It wasn't a great job, but it's actually about mentally being prepared for those challenges and obstacles ahead. And your leadership around you should be able to support you with those things. So those are two things why middle management fails. That's arguably most most obvious when you're taking someone from an individual contributor into middle management because it is a different job. It's di from ma middle management to senior management, okay, a bit more responsibility, maybe some time on the board, right? But the reality is that a lot of what you're doing with the team is going to be similar to what you're doing, what you've done before. But really different coming from an IC level into middle management role. I think the other thing is not giving someone the opportunity to test it out and to have a bit of, to start measuring some of that before they get there. How do we give them some of that? How is an individual contributor given some of that responsibility before they actually land in the role? Hey, why don't you chair the next few team meetings that we're running? You're not going to give an, an individual contributor who's looking to move into middle management the responsibility of running a performance improvement plan for one of their peers quite clearly, but there are opportunities outside of those sorts of situations that are really easy to give that responsibility. Increased buddying responsibility, starting to get them thinking about how they might support those, support that person and then how they could do it. It gives them an opportunity to test their own muscles around leadership, whether or not they think it's for them. But it also gets gives you as a senior leader an opportunity to understand and witness how they behave in that situation.
So, Johnny, what what a great discussion we've had today on middle management. You know, looking at the importance of structuring an onboarding process for those coming through the ranks, looking at whether or not you need um, a middle management in your business at all, and what to look out for as you may be looking to build one yourself. And you know, Johnny, I'll firstly like to thank you for your contribution today, as always, and really just ask our audience to take the time to look at your own organisations, whether you're a senior leader or a middle manager yourself, what's working, what's not, where could you leverage some of what we've talked about today to improve your own organisational structure and where middle management fits or may not fit. Johnny, thanks so much for your time today, as always. And to everyone listening, we look forward to seeing you again on the next podcast. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Growth Workshop podcast. For more insights, make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoy the journey, don't forget to leave us a review. Your feedback fuels our growth. Until next time, keep up that forward-thinking mindset. Goodbye.